Welcome to Finding the More Ministries, where our mission is to inspire everyone to experience the exceeding abundantly more that Jesus has promised. We trust that our podcast will not only challenge you, but encourage your spirit to go deeper into God's Word. And now for today's speaker. Welcome back to the podcast series on women of the Bible in the beginning. I'm so excited that you joined us today because I want to introduce you to one of my favorites, and that's Sarah. Sarah was the wife of the patriarch, Abraham, the father of many nations. And her story unfolds in Genesis 11 through Genesis 23. Sarah, when we pick up with her story, she's in her 60s. She's married to Abraham. And the word tells us right away that Sarah was barren. She had no children. For a woman in that culture, that was devastating to her because that's what woman was made for, was to bring forth children, to bless her husband with a child, with an heir, to continue his legacy with his children and their children. It comes with such pain and sorrow to be barren. In, in the Bible, it, it's quick to use the word barren, but it really doesn't go in to what all that entails for a woman. Sarah probably had been trying to have a child since she was late teens, and now she's in her 60s. So Sarah's life has been filled with a lot of grief, a lot of disappointment. And I can speak to this, and I can identify with Sarah, because I, too, I'm barren, and I have no children. And when I read the story of Sarah, the story jumped off the pages. It gave me hope. Here's someone that has experienced what I've experienced. And it's so difficult. You feel so inadequate as a woman being barren. But this story is unique because Abraham, the father of many nations, is all about his descendants. And here we know right at the beginning that his wife is barren. So we find that Sarah loves her husband. She's very devoted to him. She's very loyal to him. And when God speaks to him and says, pick up your immediate family, all your belongings, and go to a land that I'll show you, she didn't hesitate. She was ready and willing and helped him in every way she could to prepare everything and go on their journey to that land that God would show them. And he promised Abraham that he would make his descendants a great nation. So they go on their way and they end up in Canaan. And we find that while in Canaan, a great famine came. And so they journeyed on into Egypt, and we find that they're tested because they're getting ready to go into a land, and Abraham becomes very fearful for his life, which tells us that Sarah was such a beautiful woman. Here she's been traveling. She's in her 60s. She's beautiful, and Abraham is in fear for his life because he's afraid that they are going to be so taken with her beauty that Pharaoh will want to have her as his own. So Abraham talks to Sarah and says, when we go into Egypt, if anyone asks, please help me to save my life and tell them that you are my sister. We know through the scriptures that this was half a lie because Sarah was his sister. Sarah was a half-sister to Abraham. They have the same father. And that was very common in that time period to marry within the family. 
Um, so we go on, and sure enough, Pharaoh's men see Sarah and says that he would be taken with her beauty and takes her to Pharaoh. And we have to stop and think, what is happening here? Because God is talking to Abraham. He, we know that he will take care of his own. And here, Abraham is just totally taken with fear. And we know that comes from Satan. He, he, he used it to take Abraham's focus off of God and make it all about him. And Sarah, we see how devoted and how much she loved Abraham because she never once said, are you crazy? I'm not going to go into Pharaoh's harem. Uh, I mean, things can happen to me in there. I mean, as a woman, I'm sure you're in agreement. We would have this discussion with our husbands, but she was devoted. She loved him. And she was like, I'll do it because you asked me to do it. But God had a plan for this couple. He had to protect Sarah. God sent plagues into Pharaoh's house. And Pharaoh quickly decided that Sarah wasn't for him and gave her back. He said, please go on your way. So we see that this plan that Abraham had, God said, I see you and you don't need to do this. And he protected Sarah. There's no telling what harm could have happened to her in that house of Pharaoh. I mean, we don't know what things went on. So we go on with the story, and here Sarah is really burdened by the fact that God's going to bless Abraham's descendants. He he talks to him about his seed and, and the seed after them, and Sarah is very tormented by the fact that she can't give her husband an heir. So as we do, and as Satan probably comes in there and gives you a thought, uh, Sarah comes up with a plan, a plan to give her husband Abraham an heir since she was unable to. And of course, you know, she's helping God because she can't have children. She's too old. She's past that age. So Sarah came up with a plan to give Abraham her handmaid, who was an Egyptian woman named Hagar. And um, you would think Abraham would say, no, Sarah, we're going to trust God. We're going to wait on his plan and he will reveal it in time. But no, he took Hagar and Hagar conceived. And when Sarah found out that Hagar was pregnant, the word says she despised her. Can't you feel the jealousy, the pain? Can you imagine Sarah watching how easy it was for this Egyptian woman to go in and lay with her husband and conceive a child? How hard that had to be to watch that knowing that you played a role in that, that you put this in motion. And she was very upset with herself. She blamed Abraham and she wanted him to fix the problem. And as husbands normally do, when you create an issue in your marriage, he lets you know right quickly, this is your problem. You need to deal with it. So she didn't like Hagar from that point on, but she pretty much had to deal with it after all. This was something that she created. The story goes on, and God's been talking to Abraham about what's going to happen. And he makes a covenant with him. He tells him that Sarah's going to have his heir. And he changed his name to Abraham, and he changed Sarah's name from Sarah to Sarah because she would be the mother of many nations. One day, three angels stop by on their way to Sodom and Gomorrah. And Sarah hears them talking. She's in an adjacent tent, and she hears that she will have a son. And Genesis 18, 12 tells us that Sarah laughed within herself. Sarah is now 89 years old. 
And the Lord asked Abraham, did Sarah laugh saying she was too old? And I love this because he saw Sarah. He's letting her know, I heard you. And remember, Sarah laughed within herself. So it wasn't an outward laugh that anyone could hear. God heard it. And he says in verse 14 of Genesis 18, is anything too hard for the Lord? What a question. That's a question that we need to be mindful of at all times. Is anything too hard for the Lord? And Sarah denied saying this because she was afraid. She denied laughing. The Lord says, no, you did laugh. And he says, at the time I will come back and you will have a son. Wow. This had to be quite interesting. Sarah really laughed because she doubted that this was going to happen. But to hear the Lord say this and to hear that he knew your reaction, even though he didn't hear your react. Wow. That that was powerful. And it had to be so moving for her when she really thought about it. And don't you know, she was very anxious for that time to come when he would come back to her. But to show you how God protects his plan, he protects his people. We find that as Abraham and Sarah, they journeyed further south, Abraham deceives King Abimelech. We've already heard this story, yet it happens again. Abraham, again, is taken over with fear that the king would be taken with Sarah and want her to join his harem. But God came to the king in a dream. Now, it happened. The king was taken with Sarah's beauty, and he takes her into the harem. And God comes to the king in a dream, and he says, you're a dead man. Because the woman you've taken is a man's wife. Wow. God is protecting Sarah. As we spoke earlier, this is dangerous for Sarah. Here God has promised her that he was going to give her a son. And here Abraham, in his fearful state, has again delivered his wife into a harem where she could be violated. Um, what was he thinking? I mean, again, why can we not trust God when he tells us something? Why can we not just say, your will be done, Lord, and not be so scared? I mean, God had a plan. He was talking to Abraham, and he takes care of his own. I mean, we go back to the question, is anything too hard for the Lord? Would he protect him from the king? Yes, he would protect him. But Satan likes to come in and tell us that he can't. Your life is in danger. and don't you need to protect that? But anyway, we're human. We all make mistakes. But the second time, I'm hopeful that we learn from our mistakes the first time. But to repeat them, that God is so good. Here he comes to a king that doesn't serve him and protects Sarah and protects the plan that God has to give Abraham an heir. And the king tells everybody, I mean, I'm sure that they were amazed that, that God came to the king in a dream and told him all these things and they were amazed and they rectified the problem and gave Sarah back to Abraham and said please <laughs> please go go on your way and Abraham had to pray for the king and his household because God had shut up the womb of every woman in the king's household and wow is there anything too hard for God he protected Sarah and the kingdom of Abimelech. So we find that it's time. 
it's time. And the Lord visited Sarah as he promised. And Sarah conceived and had a son. And they named him Isaac, which means laughter. At age 90, and Abraham at age 100, they had their promised son. 25 years later, the promised son comes. And I love Genesis 21, 6. Because Sarah said, God hath made me to laugh so that all that hear will laugh. He made her to laugh because she felt that she was way too old to have a child. But when Isaac was born, she laughed with the joy of motherhood. The joy that she never thought would be hers. That she would never get to experience that blessing from God. And he came. And I love that they name Isaac with a name that means laughter to remind them of the joy that Abraham had when God said that Sarah's going to bring, your, bring forth a son. And Sarah laughs in doubt, saying, you've got to be kidding. I can't do this at my age. And then when she gives birth to a son, she is overjoyed with happiness, with just the blessings from God that you want so bad, but you don't think it'll happen. And it happens, and it's just unbelievable joy. We find, too, that Sarah was blessed with Isaac, but she was also blessed to be with her son for 37 years. And Sarah died at age 127. Sarah was a woman of faith. She had her doubts. She doubted her body. She doubted that it was even possible for her to do this. But God showed her that nothing's impossible with him. I love the question. Please take away this question from this podcast. Is anything too hard for the Lord? He makes the impossible possible. When we commune with him, we walk with him, we talk with him, we read his word, he unfolds his purpose for our life. And we have to trust him. We can't help him to do things. And Sarah is the first woman in the heroes of faith in Hebrews 11. And you think too, you know, Sarah, she doubted. She had some issues in, in getting on board with this plan. But in the end, she was faithful. I'm sure she was torn, believing that it could happen. But on the other side, scared to death to believe it could happen. Because when you've endured so much pain, wanting something that you can't have, and the disappointment over and over and over with the fact that it didn't happen this month. It didn't happen again. It's overwhelming to endure that much pain, to even begin to hope that one day this could really happen. It could really happen. But it did happen for Sarah. And God is good. He's faithful. And he'll carry forth his plan as he says he will. And we have to believe in that. And at this point in my life, I'm also in my 60s, just started in, in the 60s. And I, too, have given up on being able to have a child at my age. But I do believe in a God that can make anything happen. I believe that nothing's too hard for him. But if it's his plan, I'll be one happy woman. And I know you think I'm crazy, but I believe that if he brings it to pass, he'll get me through it. And I'm okay with that. I'm also okay if it doesn't happen because he has a plan for my life and he's enough. It took me a while to get to that point that he's enough and I'm going to trust him with whatever he has in store for my life. And I'm good with that. 
It took a lot of praying. It took a lot of reading. It it took a lot of raw honesty with God to get me to this place. But I'm there. And he is enough. And I can rejoice with God's blessings on women that so desire a child and finally get one. It's hard to overcome that emotion of jealousy. But you have to stop the devil from putting those evil thoughts in your head to be jealous. You want to rejoice at the blessings that God gives other women who endure this and they have a happy ending. So thank you for joining me today and hearing about Sarah. I hope that you'll come back and we'll discover the next woman in our series. Thank you. The Finding a More family would like to thank you for connecting with us today. You can find us at www.findingthemore.org or any of our social media platforms at Finding the More. Our prayer is that you experience the more in Jesus.